the offline world, it didn't stop existing. It's just that everyone went online. And so it's so ignored right now that if you do send something offline, you do use newspapers, it sticks out like a sore thumb. So it's a great opportunity. Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, what's up, TJ listeners? This is the Traffic Jam Podcast, episode number 70. Now, I'm super excited to have you with me today as we're going to be discussing some ways of getting traffic that are rather different. Now, of course, all too often on this show, we discuss things like Facebook, Google, content marketing and the like. And whilst all of these are great, sometimes the best opportunities exist in places where the majority are not. So in this show, we'll be exploring creative out-of-the-box marketing with Greg Caesar. In fact, my very willing guest was happy for me to put him to the test by asking him to name his very best alternative traffic sources. This is a really fun interview and one that will open your mind to the many other ways that you can get traffic and grow your audience. We discuss in the interview sales cycle marketing, the piggyback method and UMPs, all terms which may not be familiar to, but that's for a reason they're rarely ever talked about. Now, we're really going deep into the lesser known on this episode, and I think you're really gonna enjoy it. So let me give Greg a quick introduction. I first became aware of him through my friend Ernesto, who raved about his Google AdWords prowess. And then a little later on, Tommy Powers, my guest on episode 67, suggested Greg as a must-have guest for the show. Greg's a really versatile kind of marketer and has had exposure to many different marketing strategies since he first started his online business way back in 1997. Now, he loves marketing and according to Greg, would actually do it for free, which kind of makes sense as you'll soon discover in the show that he talks about marketing with a huge amount of passion. So without any further ado, here is Greg Caesar for a discussion all about alternative traffic sources. So hey, welcome back listeners. You're tuned in to episode 70 of Traffic Jam and joining me today is Greg Caesar all the way from Atlanta. Greg, how are you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Super stoked for today's session. Let's dive straight in, as I always like to do. You, of course, are pretty well known for your expertise using kind of mainstream channels like Google AdWords and the likes. But you're also known to explore less talked about and often kind of more creative ways of getting traffic. So today, I think we should focus our attention there, hopefully with some kind of free flowing conversation around out of the box ways to build an audience and drive traffic. So let's begin with that and perhaps talk about why. Why might our audience want to look outside the conventional channels to generate traffic to their website? Well, you know, I'll start by saying there's something that I call UMP, which stands for Unique Marketing Proposition. You know, uh, uh, everyone is going to be familiar with USP, which is Unique Selling Proposition. And that's 
What makes you different? Well, UMP is how are you marketing differently? Because if you're doing the same thing in the same way at the same time as everyone else, you're going to get the same results. So when you do things differently, when you're creative in, in how you're doing your marketing, what ends up happening is two things. One, you find opportunities that your competition doesn't even know exist. And second is you're in an ocean all by yourself. So your conversions are higher. Your click-throughs are higher. Everything is better when you're in that field. So don't look for things that, you know, I hear people tell me all the time, well, I don't see anyone selling this type of a product. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for um, markets and opportunities for traffic that other people are doing, but we've brought it here in our own pond and we're not in the same pond with all the sharks. So the opportunities are so much better when you do it that way. Yeah, far less competition. And as you said, the a larger swimming and more space to swim around in, it makes things a, a lot easier, right? Absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the ways we can do this. Let's unearth some of these kind of creative traffic sources. What's your number one? What's your kind of most unconventional, untalked about traffic source that you'd like to share with us today? Okay. And there's a lot. And, you know, some of them have to deal with some of the, the properties and channels most people are familiar with. I mean, even when you look at Google and uh, Facebook and those places, um, I go about them very differently than other people do. But let me give you a really simple and easy thing that everyone who's listening can go out and do. Um, and let's start with the question. What is the most important page on any website on the internet? Right? And the answer to that is the thank you page. That's the most important page. And here's why. Only the action takers and the buyers land on the thank you page. So what is a really easy thing to do? Go to people who have websites and those who are actively advertising. Why advertising? Because that means they're getting buyers and leads. You're not running an ad somewhere in, in for months and months at a time and you're losing money. You approach those people and you say, hey, what would you charge me to advertise on your thank you page? By the way, I'm not taking any business away from you. These are people who are going to be leaving anyway. I'm going to help you monetize your advertising. And, you know, some people may say, I don't know, what do you think? Well, I can pay you on a monthly basis. I can pay you as an affiliate. I can pay you on a cost per action. Totally depends what you have in mind. Hopefully they say, let's do it as an affiliate. That way you only pay on the sale. But what you're doing is you're tapping into a piece of traffic that no one else is tapping into. While they are paying for the buyers and the, and the non-buyers, you only get access and paying for the buyers. Now, to give you an example how powerful this is, I did this uh, with uh, a gentleman who was launching a new product. And I said, hey, your customers would be great for some of my products and offerings, which is web hosting and things of that nature. He sent me over 700 customers in less than a year. And all I did was pay him to advertise on the thank you page. That was it. So, very powerful, very easy, but look for people who are spending money advertising and you say, hey, let me buy your exit traffic. If they're leaving anyway, let's not waste it. So very simple thing to do. As you can see, that's going to be highly targeted. So let's talk about perhaps how we might identify an appropriate target for this thank you page advertising. What sort of steps would you go through to identify who you might want to sort of target with this method? Okay, so I'll give you an unconventional way. Um, there, there's 
you know, hey, we can search for people who are online. You know what's something no one's going to think about? People who are advertising in magazines. Think about it. Magazines exist because of advertisers. Advertisers exist because the consumers are buying the product. So if you find someone who's advertising consistently in a magazine, by the way, which is not cheap, a full page ad in a magazine can cost eight, nine, ten, fifteen thousand dollars or more. So if that person is spending that kind of money, they're generating leads and sales. So, but here's the opportunity. No one is thinking about contacting those guys. So really easy thing to do. Look for people who are advertising in magazines. Look for people who are also doing direct mail because if they're sending out direct mail pieces, they're spending a lot of money to do that, which is, again, the kinds of people we want to reach because that means they're always going to be marketing. The other thing you could do is if you're going to go online is look for the people who are running Google AdWords. Look for the people who are running ads on Facebook. Okay. Contact some of those people. Look for people who are offering, you know, um, newsletters and asking people to subscribe, which means they have a mailing list that you can tap into. Again, if they're buying that traffic, even better, because you know that whatever they're doing must be converting, which means they can get you in front of the right people. Yeah, definitely. Well, I guess we don't normally encourage our listeners to go and subscribe to every marketing list possible, but I guess that's one way of of looking at this. You could identify the highly trafficked sites in your market, see who has got some form of offer or opt-in and literally just subscribe, right? If they're not doing anything with that thank you page, it's an open piece of real estate that's underutilized. I guess there's a, a straight away a classic opportunity for you to get in touch with that site owner and position some form of deal like this to them. Hey, absolutely. I mean, a lot of these folks are sitting on uh, huge numbers of uh, opt-ins and sales and they're doing absolutely nothing with it. And you can help them monetize that. And what did you offer for the, the website hosting example that you gave? What was your positioning? What was your offer that you put there on the thank you page and how was it crafted? So his, he was selling a product and basically the offer was, hey, you, you're going to need uh, internet access or, or web hosting and um, go check this page out. And, you know, the way you position it, especially with their initial product, is what I call logical conclusion marketing. So step one, you need this. Step two, you need this. So I became that step two. Think about you know, when you look at, and, and, and I don't understand why car dealers don't sell car insurance. If they go to your dealership to buy a car, well, guess what they need next? Car insurance. So you position your offer with people where your product becomes the logical conclusion. You are the next step. And instead of them going to someone else for the next step, here's the recommendation. So now you're a recommended offer uh, after step number one, which is a very good positioning. Yeah, absolutely. I call this kind of being second in the production line. It's finding out who has that customer before you do and then just neatly positioning yourself in after that as a natural progression. So, yeah, I can see exactly why that would work. And I'm sure, you know, as a little exercise for our listeners, go and think about who is dealing with your customer before you do and see if there's advertising opportunities, you know, on their site. Better still to those customers or at least those opted in subscribers by advertising on the thank you page. Love it, Greg. Awesome. Well, great way to kick things off let's talk about another kind of alternative creative traffic source what other sort of ideas have you got up your sleeve believe it or not newspaper ads well there you go (laughs) (laughs) 
Where are we? Are we in 2015 or uh, what, what year are we in? Yeah, 2015. And, you know, most people say newspaper ads, what a waste of time and energy that is. Well, guess what? There are people who read newspapers, believe it or not. And there's millions and millions of them. And here's the thing. These are people with disposable income. It's more educated people. They have disposable income and they will buy things. So and it's not just traditional newspaper ads. You know what I like? Newspaper classifieds. In the United States, for example, there are what's called groups. And a lot of countries and different places will have groups as well. They may not be as big as what you'll find in the U.S., but what happens is this. A bunch of newspapers get together and they form a collaborative. And so when you call the place an ad in one, they can syndicate your ad to 100 different newspapers. So instead of you having to place 100 different ads, you place one and you're in front of a million people in seven days. And so the cost of the ads are very inexpensive. I'll give you an example. I just recently did a test for a, a product and I ran that ad from uh, Florida all the way to Maine, which is you're talking 13, 14 different states. And it cost me $100 to do that. Wow. Yes. That's insane. I mean, think about what that would sort of cost you in, you know, display advertising, you know, even on a CPM basis, you'd, you'd probably accrue that sort of cost pretty damn fast, right? Yes. Oh, you, you, you'd do that in about five minutes <laughs> online. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a hidden gem that most people don't think about. Now, you want to know what happens when you take your ad over there. And, and like I said earlier, where you're not swimming with the sharks in the ocean, you're, you're by yourself. You know what? That ad, what my opt-in rate and my conversion rate was for that offer, it was a 62% opt-in rate with a 55% conversion rate. Wow, that's insane. Well, I guess there's a lot more effort in landing up on your offer page direct from a, a newspaper ad, right? It's going to be highly qualified. Someone's got out the ad. They've you know noted down the URL. They've typed that into their browser and they've gone there. So any traffic that you get to that page is going to be super highly qualified, I'd expect. That is exactly right. That person had to work to get your offer. So that tells me something about them already. And then the second piece of it is you're in what I call the vacuum. So here's what happens when you're in the vacuum. Your competitor is not there. So that means I could sell at any price that I want and I can ask that prospect to do anything that I want because the nearest competitor is not a click away. They don't even know where the nearest competitor is. So I can do anything I want. So that's what the vacuum allows you to be able to do. Very nice. Uh, I like that a lot. I guess the next sort of step of this could be going back to, you know, real old school direct, you know, mail methods and even kind of split testing these ads out, right? That would be uh, super cool. Testing different creatives, sending them to different landing pages and see how that sort of traffic splits out from there. But yeah, I love it. I mean, these fusions of kind of old ideas, with kind of new technologies and new methods really can reap some huge, huge results. Because like you said, while everyone's zagging, you're zigging and you just sort of stand out there on your own, positioned there without any particular competition known to you. And uh, you can drive huge, huge results with that. So cool. Well, this is great stuff, Greg. I think two awesome ideas and action points there. Let's dive into perhaps a third, if we can. What would be another kind of cool creative way of generating traffic that no other people or few other people are tending to do right now? Um, uh, another thing, and this would be using more of the traditional um, channels. When you look at 
uh, YouTube, when you look at a Google or a Facebook, it's, we, we start thinking of something that I call mindset marketing. And in mindset marketing, it's you, you sell to the mind, what's going on in their mind versus the product. And everyone focuses only on the product when you think about creating their marketing uh, opportunities. So when you do that, there's a whole lot more opportunities to sell things. So let's give you an example. Let's say someone wants to sell SEO services. Okay. So what do most people want to do in, in Google, Facebook, YouTube? They want to bid on the keyword SEO. They want to find everyone who's looking for SEO. The problem there is you are now competing with every other person who is doing and selling the same services. But if you start to think about the mindset and ask yourself, someone who is looking for SEO, what are they doing now? What are they looking for? What other things can I position myself that I can find that person that is not using the word SEO because if I go after SEO, I'm in, I'm swimming in the ocean with a lot of sharks. So here's an example of some things. One might be, you know, something as simple as 301 redirect, right? There are about a hundred thousand people a month searching for a 301 redirect or how to create a 301 redirect. The thing about that is, only someone who's doing SEO is looking for a 301 redirect. Well, let's look at the opportunities in terms of bidding on uh, YouTube or Google for that. It, SEO, $10, $12, $15 per click. 301 redirect, if you paid $0.05 cents per click, you paid too much money. That's how wide open that keyword is. So sometimes in marketing, I will create something to give away or to sell that really has nothing to do with my product, but it tells me who that prospect is. It helps me understand that's someone who's in my market. So I'll give you another example. Um, an FTP software, you familiar with FileZilla? I am, and there we are. That's another blast from the past. I remember FileZilla a few years ago, but yes, absolutely, Greg, yeah, go ahead. Do you know 1.8 million people a month search for FileZilla? Uh, well, I guess I do now. Is that the statistic? <laughs> <laughs> it is. So a lot of a lot of people are searching for it. Now let's look at mindset marketing. Why does someone need FileZilla? Uh, well, they've got to be probably building a website or populating some hosting or or something to that degree, I guess. Hundred percent. You're looking at someone who has because the only reason you need an FTP software is you're uploading a, a site to a server. So I know if you were searching for FileZilla or if you're searching for a tutorial on FileZilla, you um, are doing something with a website. And if you're looking for a tutorial on FileZilla, that tells me you're not the most advanced person there. So that means you need help with whatever you're looking to do. So why not give that person a tutorial? Hey, let me teach you how to use FileZilla. And then on the thank you page, by the way, do you need help with marketing that website? Do you need SEO for that website? Do you need someone to do PPC for that website that you're looking to put up there? And the beauty is from a cost standpoint, nobody else is doing anything with FileZilla because they're really, I mean, you can't sell FileZilla. It's a free software. So no one's bidding on that keyword. So I can find that customer for pennies while all the SEO companies are sitting out there paying dollars and dollars to get people to their website. I can, it's the exact same person. They're searching for FileZilla today and tomorrow they're searching for SEO, except I found a way to get them that my competitor didn't think about.
Yeah, I love that. It's also why I like sort of advertising to those people that are possibly searching for kind of how to tutorials to sell services to them because whilst they would seem to be kind of like the total opposite of the customer that you want someone trying to do it themselves as to employing a service they are tend to be the people that then will get frustrated because they can't do it themselves then why you could you know position in a done for you solution that would take all of their pain and concern and frustration trying to do it themselves away and i guess this is kind of the same thing at, at play right it's seeing how we can take someone in the mindset of of having a problem then position a solution which would be either to solve their problem or perhaps ancillary to that like the sort of the hosting and the services example that you gave Yep. See, that mindset helps you identify, just like you said, it's that person who has the problem. And some of them may still say, hey, I want to do it myself. And that's okay. But what you've done is you've identified a huge group of people who've identified themselves and say, okay, I have a problem. I'm looking for a solution. And you have B solution. Another example I like to, to teach my students is books. Whatever niche market you are in, whatever product you sell, go out and find every book that has to do with that market. And then you bid on those in Google. Because the person looking for that book is serious enough to spend some level of money. You want to be in front of those people. That's some of the best converting keywords I've ever used uh, with Google AdWords. So again, it's a traditional channel, but we're going at it in an untraditional, unconventional method. Nice. So aside from books, which seems to be a fantastic way of identifying these people, how else might you sort of locate these search terms or or people that are typing these types of terms into the search engines? So I will start with, and, you know, and it's something we all learned in grammar school, who, what, where, why, when. And so I will start by asking, you know, who are my prospects? You know, what are they looking for? Where else are they getting it from? Uh, when do they need it? But the most important question out of all of them is why. When you answer the why question, why do they need this? That opens up the door. So I'll give you an example. Let's look at an ergonomic chair, right? If you go into um, Google, you do a search for ergonomic chair, every ad there says, you know, we've got them in stock, low price. That's not why people look for an ergonomic chair, the reason they look for an ergonomic chair is because of some level of back pain or some back problem. So someone said, hey, you need to go out and get an ergonomic chair. So once you answer the why questions, you start to see, well, there's a whole lot other uh, opportunities that I can start going after. People who have back pain, what else are they doing? So now you start uh, placing your ergonomic chair in front of people who have back pain, people who have sciatic nerve, people who have lum need lumbar support, all kinds of other opportunities. So you ask yourself, who are they? Where are they? Why do they need it? When do they need it? But most importantly is the why question. Why do they need this product? And when you answer that, that's when the doors and the uh, floodgates open wide up. Nice. Well, let's, before we sort of close out, cover off some of the kind of the what ifs and objections to sort of targeting alternative traffic sources. Is there anything that we should be on the lookout for, perhaps any sort of pitfalls of trying things in an alternative fashion that other people aren't doing? If there were, what would they be? There really is no uh, negative uh, or, or, or pitfalls to it. The, the only thing is for people who, you know, in, in the traditional internet marketing space, it's you don't want to look for, what's the best way to say it? 
we're selling the same things everyone else is selling. We've just found ways to get to that consumer that uh, the other folks are not thinking about. So don't say to yourself, I want to find markets and opportunities that don't exist. That's not where you want to be. We're just selling the same products, same services, and we've just created a different way, a more efficient way to find that consumer. So no pitfalls. I think the only pitfall is lack of ingenuity, lack of creativity. Uh, but long as you think outside of the box, you will find customers in ways that your competitors don't even know exist. Nice. Well, I know you're teaching some of this stuff. Certainly, you're teaching the piggybacking method using platforms like Amazon. Is that course that I know you've been working on, is that now available? Greg, is that potentially somewhere that we could send our listener off to to get a little bit more of a flavor of some of this stuff? Yeah, we are uh, in the final stages of our new site, which will have all our courses and trainings. It's at gregcaesar.com and Caesar is C-E-S-A-R. So that's gregcaesar.com. Awesome. Well, you'll get a link to Greg's website and some of the other resources mentioned in today's show by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 70. That's trafficjamcast.com forward slash 70. So all that remains, Greg, is for, I guess, me to thank you for coming on the show. This has been awesome. I love going back and looking at these, you know, some of these sort of old school methods, some of these less talked about channels, because I think it really brings up some of the best insights as opposed to uh, talking about, you know, Facebook and Google and YouTube in the traditional fashion all day long. So I found it thoroughly insightful and uh, just want to say thank you to you for coming on the show. Yeah. And, you know, and, and to bring that point home, you know, here's a question for you. When when did you go to your mailbox and check your mail last? Yeah, my. In fact, we just put out a funny cartoon as we do on site. We were kind of making a joke of how things have completely changed. Originally, when you know we started getting email, they used to get this little ping that came up saying you've got mail, and like it was just you know different to get an email in your inbox. And think now, I mean, what literally we've turned full three hundred and sixty degrees, right? I mean, it's just it's the complete the complete and utter opposite. So I don't know, Greg. I don't know when the last time I got mail, but it happens pretty infrequently now. It, how about physical mail? Do you you get physical mail? I send a fair bit of physical mail, but that's just for the reason that I'm a marketer and I want to stand out. But uh, physical mail, no, I mean, hardly, hardly ever these days. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty unusual. And when it is, it's a bank statement. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> now, now, what happens when you check? So you go to check your mail, you get a bank statement. When was the last time you saw a long copy direct sales piece in your mailbox? Uh, I'm guessing that that would be probably close to 10 years ago. Could you imagine tomorrow you go check your mail to get your bank statement or maybe a light bill or something, and here is a long copy sales letter. You, you, you look at an envelope and you say, well, I don't know who that is. Let me open it. Right? So what happens is it stands out like a sore thumb. You know, for me, I get so much direct, not direct mail, but regular mail. Um, I check my mail at least three or four times a week. I cannot tell you the long, the last time I got a long copy sales letter. As a matter of fact, I got a letter from um, A. Weber and it was just a regular thank you letter. And it stuck out. I was like, whoa, why is A. Weber sending me something in the mail? And I actually saved it <laughs> because it was so weird to see that. But that's the opportunity in that the offline world, it didn't stop existing. It's just that everyone went online. And so it's so ignored right now that if you do send something offline, you do use newspapers, 
it sticks out like a sore thumb. So it's a great opportunity. Yeah, well, I'd agree with that. I mean, one of the things that we do quite regularly in our business is just send simple handwritten thank you notes to to new customers or or people that are, are doing good stuff for us, be it referrals or, or or something similar. And you would be, I don't know if you would be surprised, but we get so many great comments back, you know, when those little notes go out. And it's so simple to do, yet nobody's doing it like we've just forgotten about all these great methods to to reach our audience and i think sometimes taking a look back to what worked in the past should bring up some pretty good ideas of what you could be doing today 100 percent. cool well greg thank you so much been an absolute blast and uh, i'm sure we've just touched the surface of some of the stuff that we could talk about with you so perhaps we can uh, schedule another time to dive a bit deeper soon absolutely anytime So there you go. That was Greg Caesar. And you've been listening into episode 70 of the Traffic Jam podcast. Now, we will, of course, be back real soon with another episode. And to make sure that you don't miss that show, as soon as it's released, subscribe either via iTunes or Stitcher Radio by following these two links, trafficjamcast.com forward slash iTunes for iTunes and trafficjamcast.com forward slash Stitcher for Stitcher. You can also get a direct link to all the bonuses that come with this episode, including a downloadable MP3 and full transcript by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 70. That's trafficjamcast.com 70, where you can also join in on the discussion for this show too. Now, we end the show with a traffic jam chosen by Greg Caesar. He's picked a little bit of old school hip hop and it's the Sugar Hill Gang with Rapper's Delight. I said a hip hop, the hip it, the hip it, the hip hip hop, you don't stop the rocket to the bang bang boogie, say up jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to be. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I like to say hello. Up to the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, the purple, and yellow. But first, I gotta bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie. Say, up, jump, the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie. Let's rock. You don't stop, rock the rhythm, and I'll make your body rock. Well, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. I'm the C-A-S-N, the O-V-A, and the rest is F-L-Y. You see, I go by the code of the doctor of the mix, and these reasons I'll tell you why. You see, I'm six foot one, and I'm tons of fun, and I dress to a D. You see, I got more clothes than Muhammad Ali, and I dress so viciously. I got bodyguards, I got two big guards, I definitely ain't the whack. I got a Lincoln Continental and a Sun Moon Cadillac. So after school, I take a dip in the pool, which is really on the wall. I got a color TV so I can see the Knicks play basketball. Him and talk on my checkbook, credit cards, more money than a sucker could ever spend. But I wouldn't give a sucker or a bum from the rock and not a dime till I made it again. Everybody go, oh, tell, oh, tell, what you gonna do today? Cause I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spank and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go, oh, tell, oh, tell, Take a friend, I'm not the G, I'm off Melo, it's on you, so what 
Well, it's on and on and on and on and on. The beat don't stop until the break of dawn. I said a M A S a T E R a G with a double E. I said I go by the unforgettable name of the man they call a Master G. Well, my name is known all over the world by all the foxy ladies and the pretty girls. I'm going down in history as the baddest rapper that ever could be. Now I'm feeling the highs and you're feeling the lows. The beat starts getting into your toe. You start popping your fingers and stopping your feet and moving your body while you're sitting in your seat. Then damn, you start doing the freak. I said bam, I ride it out of your seat. Then you throw your hands high in the air. You rock it to the rhythm, shake it there. You're rocking to the beat without a care Who's the short shot MCs for the affair Now I'm not as tall as the rest of the gang But I rap to the beat just the same I got a little face and a pair of rhyme All I'm here to do ladies is hypnotize Singing on and, and on and on and on and on The beat don't stop until the break of dawn I sing it on and, and on and on and on and on Like a hot butter to pop, to pop, to pop Give it, give it, pop, to pop, pop You don't dare stop or come alive y'all Give me what you got I guess by now you can take a hunch And find that I am the baby of the bunch, but that's okay. I still keep in stride, cause all I'm here to do is just a wiggle your behind. Sing it on and, and on and on and on. The beat don't stop until the break of dawn. Sing it on and, and on and on and on and on. Rock, rock, yo. I throw it on the floor. I'm gonna freak your head. I'm gonna freak your day. I'm gonna move you out of this atmosphere. Cause I'm one of a kind and I'll shock your mind. I put the jig, jig, jiggles in your behind. I say the one, two, Come on, girls, I get on the floor. I come alive, y'all. Give me what you got, cause I'm guaranteed to make you rock. I said one, two, three, four. Tell me one to my what are you waiting for? To the hip, hop, the hip to the hip and the hip, hip, a hop, and you don't stop. Rock it to the fame, make the boogie. Say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. Let's get a little bit we rock a scooby-doo. And guess what? America, we love You've been listening to the Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. To know more about this program and to subscribe for future episodes, check out the website, trafficjamcast.com.